In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen. Jesus is simple. I think you probably know this, but I want to say it out loud just to be sure. Jesus and the basic Jesus stuff is very, very simple. You don't need a brain to be a disciple. In fact, sometimes it helps if you're not. Sometimes your brains just get in the way. You don't need to be rich or powerful or crafty or connected to be a disciple. Jesus doesn't really care about any of that stuff. You can see it in the gospel reading for today. Nicodemus. Nicodemus is rich and powerful and crafty and connected. But Jesus doesn't really care about that. That stuff can just get in the way too. Jesus is this simple. Jesus just wants all his children home again in Eden. So he pops down from heaven and he gives himself to us in ways that are so clear and true and kind that the only way that we can screw things up is if we really try. From start to finish, Scripture just keeps telling us this one story over and over again. In fact, it is the only story in Scripture, and in just one sentence it goes like this. God really, really, really loves you. Of course, we can tell that story all sorts of different ways. We can tell it as chaos and order. That would be the creation story. We can tell it as death and resurrection. That would be the Easter story. We can tell it as covenant and community. That was the Old Testament reading for today. We can tell it as faith and works. That was the New Testament reading for today. But those are all just different ways of saying the very same thing. It was there in the gospel today, for God so loves the world that he gave his only son. And that son, Jesus Christ, intends to change your world this morning. Every season of the church here tells that single story with its own twist. When Lent takes its turn to talk about Jesus, Lent tells the story of Jesus as the war between darkness and light. You remember that Lent started two weeks ago, right after the story of the Transfiguration. And two weeks ago at the Transfiguration, Jesus separated the light and the darkness. He did it just like he did it back in Genesis 1, at the very beginning of the Bible, in the very first story when Jesus said, let there be light, and there was light, and it was evening and morning the first day. Unfortunately, those three disciples who were with Jesus at his transfiguration got scared of the light. Just like Adam got scared of the light in the Garden of Eden. And those three disciples even showed a slight preference for the darkness. But you remember how Jesus told them his simple story. Jesus told them that he loved them and that he would always stick with them and come what may, they were in his hands, so they should just get in line and follow him back down the mountain, and all would be well in the light, and everything would change. Then last Sunday on Lent 1, the same Jesus who separated darkness and light crushed the darkness. Last Sunday we watched as Satan tempted Jesus in the wilderness, and we learned that every sin starts with a lie, and this is the lie that starts every sin.
God doesn't really love you. That was Satan's lie to Jesus. God doesn't really love you. If he really loved you, he would give you exactly what you want and he would give it to you right now. He would give you food and safety and success. He would give it to you right now. That's the lie that Satan told. As he was trying to create some doubt about Jesus' heavenly Father. Of course, that's a fairly common sin and we do it too. We do it any time that we say something nice about somebody publicly, but then privately we say horrible things about them, trying to create some doubt about them. It's just a devilish way to create some darkness and to manipulate and ruin other people. But by now you know that Jesus hates the darkness. He hates lies and he hates liars. And at the end of the day, he will crush them. Now comes Lent 2 and Nicodemus. And suddenly, after just two weeks, Lent is getting much, much better. And frankly, we're getting better too. Here it is again. The story starts with darkness. Nicodemus comes at night. But you should see the difference. Unlike Transfiguration, where the three disciples showed a preference for darkness, and unlike the temptations in the wilderness, where Satan created darkness, today, with Nicodemus, the darkness makes him uncomfortable. That's a step forward. That's actually very good news, because darkness is bad stuff. Nicodemus comes to Jesus, and immediately Jesus gets the sense that Nicodemus loves the light, that Nicodemus is struggling to understand and struggling to obey, that Nicodemus wants to believe and Nicodemus wants to live. What Nicodemus wants more than anything else in life is the light of Christ. Nicodemus wants to see things as they really are. And that's perfect. That's what we want, too. We want to see things as they really are. We want everything done in the light because that is what Jesus wants. And that's what the Holy Spirit is working for. We confess it in the small catechism that, Jesus, that the Holy Spirit enlightens us, that he illumines us. It's very simple. Wanting to see things as they really are. Wanting to see everything done in the light is a mark of honesty and humility, a mark of submission and discipleship, a mark of spiritual health and spiritual growth. It is a mark of obedience. Wanting to see things as they really are, objectively, according to Jesus, Wanting to see everything done in the light is the way of faith and hope and love. Wanting to see things in the light means there's nothing to fear because at bottom, every day, God loves me and he loves each one of you. So he showers us with light and he means for us to flourish as his children even when it's painful and even when I don't get everything I want because at the end of the day, I know that God is for me and he's not against me. He's for you and he's not against you. And in the light, 
and only in the light, he will use you and me well. Admittedly for Nicodemus, it's going to be a bumpy road from here to the cross. But all of you have an advantage because this is not your first Lent and this is not your first liturgy. This morning Jesus says to you, if you want to see, and I mean really see, if you really want to see the kingdom of God, it's as simple as being born again. As simple as being baptized with water and the Spirit. As simple as being incorporated into the church enfleshed in the body of Christ. It is as simple as moving from darkness to light. It is as simple as being put into Christ himself. Don't you know you're the body of Christ? Don't you know you're the temple of the Holy Spirit? Of course you are, all of you, because Jesus baptized you and those are the gifts he gave. And that's great because once Jesus baptizes you and takes you as his own, then his Holy Spirit comes and lights you up, and the Holy Spirit shows you things the way they really are. And then he sends you on your way in utter obedience to Christ. It's simple, isn't it? So now we're back to where we started. Jesus is simple. Very, very simple. But unfortunately, as Nicodemus found out, and as I'm sure you've experienced too, while Jesus is simple, Jesus is not easy. If Lent teaches us anything, it teaches us that darkness is easy. Darkness comes naturally to all of us, even to Jesus' dearest disciples, even to Adam in the garden and those three disciples on the Mount of Transfiguration. Darkness comes easy to us. But the good news is that Jesus knows that about us. He knows just how bad we really are and how easily we disobey and how sometimes we like to put a bit of dust in the air and muddy things up, how sometimes we even embrace the darkness. He knows that about us and he still loves us and he's back again this Lent to tell his story of darkness separated and darkness smashed to tell us that one more time he will go to the cross for us to die for your sins and for mine. And then on Easter he will rise again and he will put himself in the water and in the story and in the chalice. And there he will touch us for our forgiveness. With those very tangible things he will pull us back from the darkness into the light and he will make our wrongs right and he will hold a spot for us in his church, and he will help us flourish, simply because this is the truest thing that was ever said, that God really, really, really loves you. And the only way that we can screw this up is if we really, really, really try. But let's not, because his love and his light are sufficient for us. In fact, they're too good for that. And it really is turning out to be a very good Lent. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen.